0: Hi, I'm Keith, Manager of Organizational and Spiritual Life with Christian Horizons. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Renew, Caring for You as You Care for Others. To this point, we've talked about the hazards of care. We've talked about what does it look like to have uh, a job, to see your work as a job, to see it as a career, or to see it as a calling, and how that can relate to um, families as well to parents who are also caregivers or other loved ones who are caregivers. We then thought a bit about burnout and compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma. How do these things impact the role of care? We acknowledge that the way that we relate to our care is unique. Every one of us is unique and so the way that we respond to losses, to grief along the way, the way that we respond to burnout and compassion fatigue, these responses need to be unique as well. Today we're going to look at self-care, start talking about the art of resilience in terms of how is it that we see the world around us and primarily, we're going to be looking at expectations. So how do some of my own expectations shape the way that I experience loss? And what can we do about that? Thanks for tuning in. If you've been following along with the Renew podcast, it'd be great if you could find us on iTunes and just leave us a review. That helps others to be able to find it as well. You're welcome to check out our website, wwwchristian horizons. Dot org slash renew or send us an email. I'd love to hear from you. That address is ministry at Christian Horizons.org. So, over the coming episodes, we'll be talking about three different aspects of seeing the world, and the way that we see the world, and how that impacts our care. The first is managing expectations, second, finding thanks or practicing gratitude. And finally, then recognizing the gifts in the world around us. So let's talk about uh, seeing the world and um, the art of resilience when it comes to our expectations of ourselves and of the world around us and of our caregiving journey. I want you to picture three concentric circles. So a small circle on the inside, slightly larger circle around that, and then one circle encompassing them all. The largest circle includes all the things that concern us in the world. These can be news stories. They can be um, reports, even from family and friends, that we have little to no control or influence over concerning things that are happening in the world around us. could even be Uh, movies or TV series, books that we're reading. These things can influence us in in powerful ways. We might roll out of bed in the morning and read the latest Twitter updates, see what's happening in the world. That can put us in a bad mood potentially for the rest of the day. These these might be good things to, to care about when we see accounts of injustice or Violence or um, ways that people are mistreated around the world, it can make us angry and it can make us upset and again for for good reason, but in the circle of concern, if we spend a lot of our time or our energy focused on that, we're often able to make very little difference in that area sure we can we can donate to good causes. We can get involved in volunteering for issues that we care about close to home. But generally, we can't change a news story or article that we see uh, instantaneously. It requires long-term investment on behalf of, of large groups. So take a minute and think about what are some of those things that have been concerning me When it comes to movie or or tv shows that leave us upset i mean often these are are fictional and yet they can they can be concerning for us i don't know about you but after i encounter some of these news stories or or um am really invested in a show that catches me up in the um the excitement in the the anger against injustice It can rub off in some of my other relationships as well. It can be difficult to just shake off some of those things that we read. So we need to be mindful of how much of this content are we we letting into our lives that can influence the way that we relate to others and the the way that we relate to our our caregiving as well. Secondly, the, the slightly smaller circle there is a circle of influence. So... We do have a great deal of influence in our kind of immediate contacts, in our family relationships, and with our friends. This is where we can start to make an impact in the world. And as leaders, as caregivers, as family members, it's really important to think about how far this influence extends. It's something that Stephen R. Covey talks about in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about the need to be proactive, to acknowledge where we have concerns that lie outside of our influence, and where our sphere of influence can actually make a difference. I'd be thinking about where am I investing my energy? Is most of my energy being caught up in scrolling the latest feeds to catch up on the latest gossip or or news items or world events? Or does that play a a small part in my day, perhaps, and I'm able to exert the energy that I I want to or need to into those uh, spheres of influence that I have that can make a difference in people's lives and in the world around me. There's another uh, even smaller circle that I want us to consider here, and that's the circle of control. Now, it's really important not to imagine this circle being bigger than it is, In reality, what I have control over, and I would say on a good day, would be my own life, my own um, specific actions, in fact, maybe my routine. Even then, we're influenced by a number of different factors that are outside of our control. The challenge is that these areas of control are actually some of the hardest to address because they require real change on our behalf. It might mean rethinking habits that we've had for years and years, whether that's habits around the ways that and times that we eat, the the sleep that we get. Uh, maybe it's a, a habit of when we do check the news and how often we allow ourselves to be influenced or upset by situations that are far outside of our control. Now, The point here obviously is not that those news items or those situations of injustice or those big things happening in the world aren't worth caring about. It's more that we need to invest our energy to tackle those things that we do actually have a degree of influence over. So, if it's an area of injustice that we want to confront, let's start with ourselves, let's start in my own ways of thinking and acting and behaving, and then consider the ways that my own influence can be used. To shape the world uh, for the better. It doesn't mean ignoring the news or the, the things that we come across. It just means thinking where can my energy be best invested here. If you're a parent like I am, you know that even our own children don't fall within this circle of control. We can have a certain amount of influence. We can help to set an environment in which our children can flourish and to do well. But at the end of the day, they make their own choices and and they're all too happy to remind us of that. So it's often the, the most difficult areas that we have control over and that take a lot of work on our behalf to, to really address. When it comes to seeing the world and managing our own expectations, we often encounter situations, especially in the caregiving journey, that are outside of our control. And we may have little influence in some of those scenarios, too. I'm going to refer again back to an example from from parenting, but I'm sure you can think of of many other um parallels to this in your own life. My daughter charity was maybe a year and a half at the time, and I wandered into her her room to to check up on her and see how she was doing. And I guess we had left the uh, the diaper cream a little too close to to where she was. And she was able to get into it and uh, maybe thought that it was a, a paint of some kind. And so this is the really thick zinc, the white zinc paste that you can find places. And uh, if you've used it before, you know that it gets stuck everywhere. And so she had taken this diaper paste and she had used it in her hair to stick it up straight above her head she covered her face in it she had covered her whole area in this white paste as well and at first i knew in that moment i had a choice to make i had a decision to make this is something that obviously had happened uh, outside of my control i mean we could have Made decisions earlier to to impact whether or not that had taken place, but uh, as I as I came into her room, it had happened. I was finding myself in a situation outside of my control, and I knew that I could either get upset that there's a lot of work to do in cleaning all of this up, or I could just laugh because of the ridiculousness of the situation. That here's my daughter with her own self-made um, hair arrangement and completely covered in diaper cream and uh, exercising her artistic potential on the walls, and so I, I took a little picture of her, and it's uh, still one of my favorite pictures of that time when she was growing up. And it reminds me of of this journey, um, really, of caregiving in in as a parent, and what that can sometimes be like. So when do, we, when do we pause? When do we recognize as we're uh, encountering a situation that's outside of our control and sometimes even just appreciate the ridiculousness of it all? Maybe it's an extreme kind of caregiving situation that you've found yourself in. Maybe it's in public. Maybe it, it wasn't. Maybe it was just you and, and this other person, and you think to yourself, how, how did I get here? maybe it's something that you can laugh about, uh, with the person and, and just recognize together that, Hey, we're both, uh, <laughs> we're both uncomfortable or this is awkward or, you know, uh, how did we get to this place and then take the steps to, to follow up from there. But rather than being, uh, upset or frustrated by a situation that we can no longer control in any way to, to start from there, to start from a place of, I have my own limitations in terms of what I can accomplish, in terms of what I can do, in terms of even what we can do together. And so let's just uh, appreciate sometimes the the uniqueness of this scenario. Viktor Frankl uh, wrote an incredible book called Man's Search for Meaning. And in this book, he, he has this great quote He says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. But what he's saying is that our our expectations can be readjusted based on the situation that we find ourselves in, as opposed to kind of an animal instinct where we find ourselves in a situation beyond our control and we just act in a certain way, whether that's kind of a fight or flight instinct. Uh, As human beings, we're able to step back, we're able to take a bit of distance and say, okay, how how do I respond here? This isn't something that I expected. And that that could be the caregiving journey itself maybe you never expected to find yourself here maybe you never expected to be caught up in care in the way that you are maybe there's times that you even feel trapped that um that this is something that that you you can't escape but even then or in these moments that i i describe where we find ourselves you know feeling like we're beyond our capacity there's a space take a pause and and consider and sometimes this is even uh, after the fact right there there may be a response is called for in the situation but being able to to readjust our expectations to readjust our responses based on past experiences based on where we're at is really a beautiful thing our power to choose lies in that space power to choose our response and Uh, in this response lies our growth and our freedom our freedom to choose so think about that as it relates to your own caregiving journey as you're supporting people your own limits what can you expect of yourself and learning to be humble about those as well that um, i will i will often find myself in situations that are outside of my control and that can be quite an uncomfortable place for us sometimes, especially if we have a plan in advance or expecting something to go according to plan and then it goes outside of our planning. But even in that situation with charity, certainly not something that I would ever plan. But as I look back, it's one of my most meaningful memories of that time in her life, that time that she, she tapped into her own creative potential, <laughs> creating a lot of work. For us, obviously, but for myself that that instinct to to not get too frustrated, but to laugh about it and to take the photo is a reminder that whatever situation we find ourselves in there there are different responses that we can have so what are some of our expectations around caregiving? G.K. Chesterton, the English author, is, has a a really great story. It's called uh, On Running After One's Hat. And this was in the time when, when um, gentlemen especially would wear these top hats. And I'm not going to read the whole story for you, but he talks about how um, if a, a very distinguished person loses their hat in the street and it gets blown off by the wind and they have to go chasing it, that it's a huge imposition on them. That this is a frustrating. It's embarrassing. It's it's ridiculous. It's uh, yeah. It's just everything that kind of goes against how they expect or want to be seen by the world around them. He says there is a current impression that it is it is unpleasant to have to run after one's hat. He goes on. Why should it be unpleasant to the well-ordered and pious mind? Not merely because it is running and exhausts one. The same people run much faster in games and sports the same people run much more eagerly after an uninteresting little leather ball than they will after a nice silk hat there's an idea that it is humiliating to run after one's hat and when people say it is humiliating they mean that it is comic it certainly is comic he goes on but human beings are a very comic creature and most of the things that people do are comic. Eating, for instance. And the most comic things of all are exactly the things that are most worth doing. If you think of a a child making game out of running after their hat, there can be great enjoyment in a, a ridiculous situation like that. And, and so he has this great quote that kind of leads up to this, this quote that I want to share with you. Where he says, an adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only adventure an adventure wrongly considered. What are your expectations today? Are you expecting an adventure? Are you th- expecting things not to go according to plan? Are you open to the possibility that there might be humor and enjoyment in this day that you haven't anticipated? Our expectations for the caregiving journey make a big difference in whether we feel like something is frustrating and an imposition on our time or our schedule or the course of our day, or whether we're open to the possibility that e- possibilities that each day holds, that some of these inconveniences might just be adventures that we're thinking about in the wrong way. So that touches on managing our own expectations of different situations and the role that we play. And it's also important to manage other expectations of us as well, that if we acknowledge that our circle of influence is limited and start to think about, okay, well, what is what lies within my influence and what lies outside of that, then we can also help others to understand that too. We can have conversations that help to clarify, here's here's what I'm able to accomplish today, or here's what I'm able to do. And this is these are the pieces that fall outside of that, that really I'm not going to be able to do as much uh, as I think I am. And I, I fall into this trap often where I write a list for the day of everything that I hope to get done. And at the end of the day, I, I can feel really frustrated if I've made it halfway through that list. Well, what does it, it look like to... Um, to refine our own expectations of what each each day holds and to help others understand that as well that uh, I may not be able to do everything that you hope or expect for me to do sometimes that means saying no and we'll talk more about communication and how do we have those difficult conversations in a future episode thanks for joining me for talking about our expectations how we manage them and how this impacts our caregiving journey. I want to leave you with a prayer that I think captures this really well. It might be one that you're familiar with. It's something that we can we can pray to remind ourselves to have the the peace, to have the serenity to accept the things that we can't change, the things that we don't have influence over. To have the courage, it can be the most difficult to change the things that we do have control over because often those concern ourselves. That's about my own actions, my own life, my own response that I choose in situations. And then having the wisdom to know the difference, to recognize my limits. So let's pray that together. God, would you grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. Give us the courage to change the things we can. We pray for the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thanks to James Palmer for lending his guitar talent to this project. You can follow him on Instagram at jamespalmernb or find his album Redwood on Spotify.